Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today's episode is called Women Are Not Small Men, The After Show. Because we yep. had an absolutely incredible episode with Dr. Stacey Sims last week. Yeah. So we definitely uh, wanted to jump on here and just follow up with some of the key points that we took away because to be honest, I'm still absolutely buzzing. A lot of people talk about, you know, their fit spos and, you know, the people that I'd love to meet. For me, it was Stacey. I was like, oh, oh how nervous was I, Danny? I loved it. I love seeing you. Like when you get a bit nervous about someone, we know that they're a big deal and they've got a lot to offer and a lot to value. And, you know, the response already has been phenomenal. I think it was what people really needed to hear that, yeah, cool, you're going into menopause or you've got this and and that happening with your cycle. doesn't mean you stop training hard, you know, lift heavy shit. That's what it's about. That's what we love doing. And then it's so important to be able to feel comfortable talking about this stuff. Okay. There are so many women on this earth. We deserve to feel empowered and to, to feel as though we can talk about this. So let's talk about a little bit more. Absolutely. And I think even to hear from Stacey and her energy and her, you Mm. can hear her passion come through for it uh, and her drive and obviously, you know, her motivators uh, and motives, you know, with her daughter and her past experiences as well. And this is why these things are so important to bring to light. And I think, you know, it's our responsibility, Danny, and everyone else listening to keep pushing these sorts of topics so that our children and our children's children don't have to sort of grow up shoving their tampons up their sweater sleeves or or mm. being told that they must go on the pill and and whatnot you know it's about creating um safe spaces and you know pushing knowledge is power yes yeah love, the girls love, love. yeah the girls ytg but then <laughs> you're also <laughs> you're <laughs> you're also going to get around the guys who are so interested oh, in this as yep. well um you know more power to you to be able to find out about your partner or about you know your clients and and really working with them because it does affect your life as a woman I mean this weekend I've got my or this week I've got my period and I really noticed it in my training like I'm gassed normally it's not that bad but I don't know all the ducks lined up in the way that my body was like you're going to be so tired and everything's going to feel really heavy. Mm. Now, if I didn't track my cycle or all of that, it's easy to get down in the dumps about, but now Mm. I can say, well, no, my body's getting ready to reproduce and this is all part of the process. And I can thank myself for having a healthy functioning cycle um, and, you know, not be so hard on myself. Cool. What do we do training wise? Lower the weight that I'm lifting, high reps, skill-based training. So Mm. it's so important to be able to tune into what your body's doing as an individual and then be okay with it and praise it. Yeah. I love what you said there about self-compassion. You know, we're not put on this earth to look a certain way or to lift a certain weight or to perform a certain thing. You know, we're put on this earth to reproduce as females. Mm. And although that's not our, like our only mission here, it's (laughs) definitely something that we need to take into the other areas of our life when we, you know, are pushing extremes or are pushing for performance and Mm. use everything that Stacey and all the other amazing researchers are, you know, bringing to light. That is important. Um, What are some of the things that you've noticed this week I guess Danny and yourself being like you know I noticed that I need to pull back physiologically what are some of the things that you noticed 
Yeah, good question. And I have a feeling it's happened because I've run out of, because everyone knows that I work with Gabriella Rosa. I ran out of some of the supplements. Don't tell her I said that, but um, because <laughs> you're meant to calculate it and order it. So it arrives at oh. your door and you don't miss any, but I've missed some and I deserve all this. Anyway, just fatigue, like yeah. so tired, a little bit emotional. <laughs> like yeah. I'm not an overly emotional person, but I'm learning mm. to be, you know, in tune with my emotions. But this morning I received a video from of my little niece and I just started crying. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I love her a lot. But yeah, the reaction, I normally don't react like that as much. Um, And then just, yeah, everything feels a bit heavy. I mean, I was meant to go for three reps on the deadlift this weekend. I could only get sort of two out, beat myself up a little bit about it. And I'm like, oh, something's going on. Of course, the next day I got my period. So all the clues Uh, are Light bulb. Light bulb. It's like, fine. All right. You just keep going. Um, What do you notice or do you notice anything? Oh, freaking Arif. Like, <laughs> I gave you the benefit any, of the doubt. <laughs> you know, and I'll, something I, I um, almost wanted to ask, and we did, we did got a, get a lot of the positives of menstruating and how important that is for not only, um, you know, fertility and reproductive health, but also performance, um, mm. osteoarthritis prevention, and, you know, other factors that we actually don't even think about as to why we need to menstruate as females and yep. go through this. Because so I was like, wouldn't it be just easy to get that rod put back in and not have to deal with any of it? Mm. Um, but then really I'm actually, you know, delaying myself from having the peak performance. I'm just living in that um, that lesser state of, of being, I guess. So yep. for myself, I feel like I've got good months and bad months if that makes sense. So this month in particular, Danny, I have not had a cold sore in six years, longer since I was in high school. This month I got a tiny cold sore on my lip and I was doing some research. Yeah, I know. And if for those who don't know, like cold sores, it's like a viral infection. Um, Mm. It actually is, um, it lays dormant. And then under times of hormonal changes or stress, um, it presents as a cold sore on your lip. So, you know, if you're one of the lucky ones like me, and a lot of people do get them, a lot of people are quite embarrassed. Um, I was like, oh my God, I have not had one of these since I was like in year 10. I kid Mm. you not, I haven't. I can't even remember. I said to Luke, oh my God, I've got a cold sore. And I'm a few days off from my period. Um, but I was doing some research and I was like, oh, hormonal changes. Because I haven't been it's under really any sort of difference um, in terms of stress or anything like that. But, mm. you know, that's something new that I was like, oh, well, that's a first, you know, that's a first oh. for me. But Yeah, they do sort of, once you sort of get something like that, they normally do reoccur. Like they yeah. lay dormant. But yeah. poor Luke, no kisses for Luke. No kisses for Luke. Thank no. God. Card out for me. He can no. if he wants. He can if he wants at his own risk. <laughs> it's uh, gone now. You're going to have to have a COVID-style kiss through the face oh, mask. May as well. <laughs> um, yeah. But other, otherwise, for me, um, like I definitely notice, uh, I guess, the fatigue, the emotion as well. And as yeah. Stacey highlighted about, you know, serotonin, um, you know, cross and, and how that's impacted during mm-hmm. your cycle and crossing the blood-brain barrier, it, may, it normalizes that of being like, oh, well, it's normal to feel a little bit sad. And yeah. a little bit questioning and have some self-doubt and maybe low self-esteem certain during during certain times. So mm. I I definitely do the yin and yang with my training, push and pull yeah. um, around my cycle just because I know that my sleep, for example, is severely impacted by um, my period. I, I always, mm. I, I wake up like wired, if that makes sense. I struggle yeah. to sleep. I'm up at four, like really? I'm up at four. Yeah, I'll have to, if I lay in bed, I'll go back to sleep. But mm. 
when you're a bit wired. Um, yeah, absolutely. So hearing that um, one of her recommendations about the leucine with the cold water, I want to try that. I just don't have any leucine because amino acids has got a really bad rep in the industry, uh, don't they? Like it's sort of like, oh, amino acids, they don't do much. But for anything, it's like for who and what for. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But just check that they've actually got high amounts of leucine in it without yeah. all the fillers and all the crap there. So, yeah. yeah. Well, just- I reckon I'd take straight leucine. Take straight I'll, leucine. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about all the other crap. Yeah. Definitely straight leucine. Um, yeah. For sure. Yeah, interesting. And Stacey made some brilliant points and everything she said, you know, was absolutely incredible. But I think some of the most important um, points that she made was around asking why, mm. you know. Don't just um, be dealt what you need to do performance-wise or in the gym. Ask why. Hey, why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? Be resourceful with it, you know, but um, definitely get educated Mm. because our training, as the title is, Women Are Not Small Men, should not replicate what a man does in the gym. Yeah. Completely different. Yeah. And a lot of the equipment and everything that is in the gym is actually like structured or built for a six foot male in terms of how it's, you know, they're not built for five, three females. Mm. And this is why I have so many like short girl hacks because I don't fit. We don't fit. Like Mm. I'm like leg extension. Cool. It's like, you know, at my Achilles, like I can't even like push my foot out. Interesting. I, I was doing something today on the leg extension that I've never done where I was lying back on it. So my mm. hips were at zero degrees, like they were completely straight. And then I was only bending my knee because normally when you sit on the leg extension, you bend at the hips yeah. and then your legs and then you lift up. But that I just feel it in my psoas and my hip flexors. Yeah. So I actually lied down fully straight mm. and just moved from the knees. It was the best thing I ever did. Yeah. So give that a go, everyone. Yeah. And I also love getting on the leg extension single leg, um, putting one foot up and angling. Um, I just find when I'm front on bilateral, I feel like stuck with my hips. It doesn't feel right. And I don't know if it's like the shape of the hips or whatever, but when I angle myself slightly and can kick and use the whole pad, I don't feel like I'm blocked. Like if you picture the hips, you know, it's almost like a triangle coming down, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, you know, this is what you do experiment around. We're going to create a whole culture of people that are sort of just half in the machine, (laughs) half not on an angle one leg. But if it works, do it. Absolutely. I shove mm. foam rollers and things yeah. everywhere to make things fit. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> you got to think you're like, if m- with machines, you're so fixed in a position, you need to make sure it's isolating and targeting the muscles that you want to, because yeah. it's the same with like, you know, your foot stance, like all these things matter so much more than what people give them credit for. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Bringing it back to what, whatever we were talking about. Hey, eh? so asking why asking why? Yes, definitely. Um, mm. so important. Yeah. I think a lot of people as well, the response is cause I said so from a lot of previous oh, or trust the process. Oh, and we've said that before. That. If someone says that to you now, no, nah, that's not an answer. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, coach. What do you mind explaining what the process is? <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't trust them. Test them. Like ask them why. And I think. But don't be a pain in the ass. Yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> there's a fine line. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's a difference between like questioning and then being curious about what you're doing because yeah. we all put more effort into the areas of our lives that we value. So it's the same with journaling and meditation. If someone doesn't see value or benefit in doing those sorts of things, they're not going to be compliant. 
and they're not going to mm. do it and it's going to mm. fall off. It's the same with your training. Um, and I'll never forget like when um, previously, you know, I got a training plan off a coach, I was all motivated getting into mm. it. And then I found out it was, cu- it was cookie cutter. Someone else had the exact same plan. And yeah. I was like, oh, well, it's not even for me. It's not going to mm. be Why stick to it? So that's the yeah. same with everything we do. We need to have clarification and reassurance and confidence that it's going to be beneficial. Absolutely. So important. Um, yeah. So we also spoke about some of the hormones as well with Stacey, the old kiss peptin. Yeah. So kiss peptin was something new. I'd never heard of that, to be no. honest. Um, never heard of it. So kiss peptin, um, Danny and I did a little bit of Googling before is made in the hypothalamus, which is a key area in the brain that is responsible for so many functions. Like it controls mm. everything from our reproduction to our mood, our happiness, um, even our body core temperature. Yeah. Um, and that was really interesting to hear how she was talking about the threshold thresholds between men and women and how we have different thresholds and that's why we're more sensitive to calorie deficits or low carbs and why we don't respond the way that a man would um, when they're introduced to fasting or keto and from an evolution standpoint it just makes so much sense like Mm -hmm. they are like hunter gatherers you know you think about it they're going out their body wants them to lean up to be quicker to be faster to kill the prey to do what they need to do for us like we need to carry a live baby it wants us to preserve um, abdominal body fat to protect protect our reproductive organs so that was interesting to me to be like oh you know it's not just estrogen. Estrogen is in the devil and it's not because no. we don't have enough testosterone. There is other things going on inside the brain, which is so important for talking to the other endocrine glands around our body to produce yeah. these sorts of hormones. Yeah, for sure. The alpha female in me was like, but I want to hunt my prey. I can do everything. <laughs> but that was half my problem. That's probably why I was missing my cycle for bloody two years. So now I'm learning how to, you yeah. know, respect <laughs> yeah. me and, and all of that. Um, but well said. So, yeah, according to our Google search, as we did before, it's um, connected to puberty and may even mm. help stop the spread of cancer. So interesting. This is a hormone mm. that definitely should be learned more about it normally gets yeah yeah, it's thrown to the wayside but kiss peptin yeah yeah there you go we'll have to do some more research on that Mm. um and the other interesting thing which i think everyone should know and subtly does know um about how important food quality is and Mm -hmm. there was like you know probably the last couple of years i feel like you know the 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 birthing of if it fits your macros and flexible dieting and you know ridiculous cookies and donuts um has led people to believe that macros are all that matters and that's Mm. never sat well with me and i know there's research out there that investigates the difference between macros from like twinkies and junk food twinkies that's so american i know We don't even have Twinkies here. <laughs> no, I've never eaten okay. a Twinkie, but I want Twinkies from cookies and donuts. Oh, Twinkies. <laughs> Someone's craving a Twinkie. I haven't had coffee today. It's the problem, okay? Oh, I'm just not okay. firing. Intentionally are or are we on another decaf cut? No, I'm just out of coffee and um, it's it's. I've had a decaf. I don't, it does not count. It's no, it not caffeine. Do anything. Yeah. No. Anyways, what was I saying? So they've investigated um, perhaps just hitting your macros yeah. regardless of the food sources and then clean eating, but with the same um, macros. And, you know, the evidence shows the same body composition results. But is it in what study, in though? Men? 
immense no in most like a lot of a lot of what Lane over Norton how puts long out there. though I know I know we've got to get into the logistics but a lot of what like Lane Norton and the macro based community put out there is that calories and macros are all that matters for body composition and this is where I argue because mm. performance will impact body composition yep. performance will indirectly impact how much fat you lose, how much muscle you build, of course. Mm -hmm. So if if eating a certain way, uh, cleaning up your diet, including more whole foods, hitting, making sure like fiber targets, micronutrients are met, um, all these things are absolutely going to bleed over and improve your training performance and thus indirectly improve how much muscle you can build, how much body fat you can lose and mm. your body composition. So when you're looking at the research and we highlighted this with Stacey, it's probably like a subsample of like 20, you know, men aged between 25 and 30. And obviously we can't generalize it to the female population. Yeah. And you know what, again, we don't know the, um, who the study was tested on, yeah. but it could have been on overweight people who, yes, they ate shit, but it was still less than what they would normally eat. You know yep. what I mean? Like yep. it's hard to really call it. Really it. So we've all been through it. We all know what it feels like to go out for dinner and have a pizza or have something. Then your guts are a bit like, oh yep. my God, that it's not ideal. Okay. And we're not saying to not eat those things, mm. but food quality matters. What we yep. put in our body gets transformed, not only to our performance and therefore our body composition, but our cells are made up of what we eat. So always mm. prioritize 80% whole foods. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. It's it's the devil's in the dose. Like there's nothing wrong with having some of these foods. In fact, they should no. be, you know, but 80% whole foods, 20% soul foods and making sure that, you know, because the psychology matters as well. You know, you can't just go out and live off kale and chicken and, and no, you know, brown rice because yeah. it's never just about what we do. It's how we feel about what we do as well. So I think like balance is just so important. But when the more extreme your goals get, the more extreme these measures have to be. And yeah. it's about just informed consent. Like if you're doing a comp prep and you think that, you know, oh, well, I'm going to let that swindle maybe 60, 40 and, you know, it, you're going to run into a wall because Mate, you'll be exhausted and oh. if your breakfast if you go out and have a mcdonald's mcmuffin for breakfast that's already half your calories yeah so you need to either spend the day sleeping or you know or you're screwed so yeah, yeah like it, it depends who we're talking to here everyday yeah. gen pop awesome yeah. people who are about to jump on stage you need that volume yeah. you need that volume yeah, yeah. Because sometimes as well, we have to be careful of some of these things. We don't want to put people um, off or discourage mm. people from making the first steps because sometimes people are like, oh, well, if I've got to, you know, always eat clean, I'm not starting. Literally, it's sort of mm. the way some people will think. Um, so it's important to know that it's always stepping stones, right? And the, like yeah. I said, the more extreme your goals, the more tighter you have to rein things in. Um, mm. But something with the quality that really um, resonated with Stacey is how she was talking about protein sources as well so you yeah. know the bioavailability which she said about the protein sources sort of means um, how rapidly or easily the body can absorb that protein source so we yeah. know that whey protein or protein from meat um, has a really high bioavailability in the body 
whereas um, proteins like from soybeans and other sort of vegan-based, plant-based, um, starch-based uh, protein sources have a much lower bioavailability. So it sort of means you have to eat double the amount for the same amino acids to be able to pull in the bloodstream. So that was interesting as well. I think protein mm. source quality is often not spoken about and it makes me think like I taste the difference between my butcher and Coles, right? Like yeah. I taste the difference. So I just think what is the micro um, density or even the protein density difference in how this this cow was raised or whatnot. Yeah. And that's a whole nother topic, right? It is. Yeah. I still go to Coles. Oh no, I don't go to, sometimes I do, but I've got my meal prep company anyway, but with my eggs, I make sure they're organic now. Um, I sort of go a little bit, but again, it, it's within your budget because it's yeah. like $11 for a carton compared to the other. Yeah. But um, yeah, food, uh, protein quality is so important. So if you are vegetarian, that is awesome, but make sure you've got the leucine to yeah. back it up, have that yeah. leucine supplement too. So mm. yeah. Very interesting. Uh, and the other thing that we obviously spoke a lot about was just training around your cycle. And that's obviously something you've run into this week, Danny. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing when to pull back, knowing when to push, but then also knowing, is it just in my head or is it actually my body? Don't be like, oh yeah, I'm going to get my period. I should feel tight or I should. Well, no, listen, listen to yourself um, and just recognize the signs. Cause they're not that subtle. <laughs> they're like, I'm here or I'm not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if, as you're heading in, so the first half of your cycle, the first two weeks, as you're heading into ovulation, you generally can push a little bit more. I know a lot of people get more bloated around ovulation mm. and I feel a bit more watery as well. Yeah, um, I gain about I, half a kilo. Yeah, you gain half a kilo for sure, but um, I can still push. Do you mm. push more around ovulation or are you sort of steady? I push um, the few days before ovulation and yep. then I feel rubbish when I ovulate. Yeah, okay. Cool. And then it sort of tapers off as we reach the other half of the cycle and then enter the, um, when we bleed as well. So yeah. some days I'm really strong when I'm bleeding, other days not. So again, just listen to your body. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's like day 23, maybe to like 27 that I like oh, my so sleep specific. sucks. Like mm. I love it. <laughs> well, that's when, that's when I get like the most, that's when I might get like a breakout. Um, yeah. I'll feel tired. Like, I hate using the word depressed because I'm not depressed, but like get sad. I get sad. I have like slumps. Mm. Um, And even Luke identifies that. He asked me, he was like to me, how many days out are you? And I Mm. thought he was talking. I had no idea what he was. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, how many days out are you? I'm like, are you talking about my period? Uh, (laughs) But I'm like, wow, he clicks on it from my mood. Um, (laughs) But then just before I get my period, I'm sweet. So I'm going to get my period in a couple of days now. And I'm like, cool, hormones are fuctuating now. Progesterone starting to drop. Things are like leveling out again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone's going to be so different, right? So this is why you got to track your cycle to know what you need to do and how you need to feel and normalize that for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that we can just openly talk about it now. It's so good. The 13 year old Danny's like, Danny, what are you doing? I'd never be, you know, <laughs> expect to be um, talking to this to thousands of people, but it's awesome. Yep. Cool. Do you know what though, I was thinking about? Do you remember like, did you ever used to get Dolly or Cleo or? Um, oh, Dolly Doctor, the yeah, sealed section. The little pad. Why is it even sealed? Like, why are we Wait, sealing Wait, what little that? pad? Would, would a pad they, come with it? No, remember, did you ever get, you know how sometimes it come for freebie? Like a freebie, like a, you'd get some Oh, yeah, freebie. I'd only buy the magazines that had the plastic over it with yeah. a free thing in it. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the little tampon bags? Uh, oh, my God, it would. 
Yeah, yeah, like the little bags. It was this pink one. I still remember it. it had a yeah. purple outline. I think it was in Girlfriend. Um, and everyone had one. And I was just like, you know, it was like that bag. I was thinking about it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's funny how we, you know, growing. It's so, it was so different to what it is so now. Different. Like the pad bags still exist. I just throw the tampons in there. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just like, there they are. They're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hide them in a little packet. Remember the little oh. the little tin ones? Oh, look, I never I never really got around all that stuff because I was that, that like secretive that I didn't even decorate them in a fa- fancy bag. It was either yeah. in my sleeve or in the bottom of somewhere really with a padlock and a, a code and you had to be Indiana Jones to find it. So, yep. yeah, but I do recall them. Some of the, the cool girls had them and I was too shy for that shit. So. Oh, that was, that was me. You were the cool um, girl. I know I saw some of your throwback photos of um, from your birthday. <laughs> they are the best. The old Muzz fringe. Oh, no. I had that too, but yours is really short. I went through a significant emo stage in high school. Yeah, it was school. emo. It wasn't even Muzz. Yeah, it's, it was like it was. I was... I was like, I don't even know. My hair, like it was sizzled and dead. Um, (laughs) That's what happened. This is what happens, right? Like don't dye your hair, kids, when you're like 14. It just reminds me of me being like all emotional about nothing. I probably got yelled at (laughs) by my parents and then I put the Veronica's on and then I just feel (laughs) That's my haircut. That was my haircut. Yeah, you had the Veronica's haircut. We all went through that, right? Absolutely. What a time that was. All the younger um, people listening like what the hell are they on about yeah yeah <laughs> I don't even know what happens anymore I hope it, I hope it's different it's very different now all five-year-olds are um, filming vlogs and they're on their iPads oh. it's so different yeah Do you know, I was getting my um I was getting my eyelashes um tinted the other day and there was a girl from primary school getting eyelashes done Oh, she, she was prim- in primary school, you mean? Yeah, she was in primary school. Oh. She, and I'm just not sure how I like getting her lashes done. Yeah. Oh, mate, if I started that early, forget it. Because oh, I have an attachment to getting my lashes done. Imagine starting when you're 12. I didn't even I have didn't a SIM card in my mobile back then. Yeah. I didn't even have a mobile. Just played car. Snake on me Nokia and that was it. Snake <laughs> <laughs> on me Nokia. Those were the days. Oh my God, times have changed. All right, throwing it back. Should we, we could, move on yeah. to it? We, we could keep going. But the other thing we wanted to talk about, which was um really important, is I just can't even express how important this is. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> our female resting metabolic rate is mm. 14 to 1800 calories. The amount of girls that I consult with and talk with and even coach that come to me eating 1,800 calories or less is, I would say, 90%. It's yeah. huge. So many do. And it's really important to understand that it's probably not your maintenance calories. It no. might be what you're maintaining body weight on, but have you tried to increase it? Um, and Stacey highlighted really well there that that is our RMR, um, meaning like just when our body needs to survive our heart to beat our our lungs to function properly you know you do the dishes or you walk around the house or especially if you go to the gym Mm. and you train you know you're burning like another what like four to eight hundred calories throughout the day who knows especially what you throw on 10 12 steps on top of that all these sorts of things really do add up 
Yeah. And that's when you hear people eat more and lose weight because the body doesn't feel yep. like it's um, starving to death. And as Stacey says, you don't have to hold on to those reserves. Mm. So that's how it works as well. Because yeah, so many people think, oh, if I eat more, I'll put on weight. To an mm. extent, yes. But that's mm. why it's good to have guidance from someone and to monitor your intake and your output as well. Um, yeah. But it is safe to eat more, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I encourage people to try it. I think, you know, you can only like eat less and do more for so long. And I think that's the message Mm. that's really um, bred into us is like, oh, if you want to lose body fat, just move a little more and eat a little less. It's like that doesn't actually always work. And for healthy, active females who are striving for like a body composition or whatnot, like eating less is usually not the best um, answer either. That's right. It's like when we had Luke Tullick on and then we spoke to Holly, ba- Holly Baxter. I'm just name dropping. What a lineup have we had? Seriously. <laughs> I still can't believe it sometimes. Anyway, when we had all them on, we were talking about metabolic adaptation. So mm. the less you eat, you're more likely to lean on something or, you know, yeah. not be as active with your hands and, and burn mm. that energy anyway. Um, so, so many survival mechanisms come into play. So it's definitely not as simple as eating less and doing more. Yeah. And I know it's hard for some people. A lot of people know that they need to eat more, but they struggle to do that because of the messages and the social pressures and all these sorts of things that go out. And I think, you know, you log on, you look at your favorite Fitspo, they're usually eating between 16 to 1800 calories during a deficit. So everyone sort of thinks, oh, well, I need to eat that to mm. maintain a certain body weight or to look like them or to lose fat or whatnot. And it's, it's just like, you can't compare calories. It's just apples and oranges. Yet most people, do have this perceived perception of what they should be eating it's like there are so many outliers out there right and yeah it's really important like you could be one of those who does maintain body weight on three thousand calories you know yeah. you're never going to know unless you push your body to adapt to it yeah and then it's always best to do it with the help from a coach yeah. or if you need a little bit more help an actual trained professional in psychology and counseling around food and relationship with food so yeah yeah definitely get some help with it explore Mm. it Mm. absolutely all right junk training or miles Mm. so when stacy was specifically talking about this she was talking about helping um her athletes get their cycles back or manage volume um i remember danny you spoke about some professionals and athletes they can't choose to reduce their training because that's what they're contracted to and that's what their sport requires so Mm. stacy was talking about the importance of um, getting rid of junk miles is what she sort of referred to it as so looking at an athlete's say running schedule and being like where don't you need to do those miles yeah i think that is so relatable and directly relatable to what we do in the gym what are the sets and the reps and the exercises perhaps that you're doubling Mm. up on that you don't need to that you're burning yourself with junk volume that is just taking away from your capacity to recover from the bread and butter training that you need to build muscle or whatever your primary goal is Yeah. Yeah. So it's more about just executing the desired exercise at the start really well, Mm. rather than getting to the end of your workout and being like, wow, I have so much energy still because you didn't put it into your workout that you do things on the end. Okay. Or, oh, I've got some time now. I'll just go for a 20 K run. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's hard to sit still as humans Mm. in our life, but it's also very easy to turn, be lazy and turn the TV on. So we need to say, okay, what is my goal? What is my training Mm. expertise? Where am I at uh, my training level? And 
what, how much do I need to do to get my result? It's not always about more, 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 more. Yeah. Especially with volume though. And I'm a big fan of like intensity over volume in terms of your training. So like if you can do less and get more, why wouldn't we do that? Like if you could train one day less, if you could not do as many working sets because they're actually working sets and you're not just doing warm-up sets like if you can condense what you're doing and make it more efficient so you don't feel like you need booty burnouts and all these sorts of things Mm. you go in you do the prime movers you progressive overload and you don't do the other junk stuff that is actually just for your own emotional bias because we're getting the burn or whatever you feel Mm. but it's productive like we need to go in there and remove emotion from the equation when it comes to our training um and what i think about a lot as well is with the program being like am i doubling up on anything is there things that I'm hitting in this workout that I don't need to hit again in the same way that I'm doing? Um, and a big way that this sort of changed in my changed in my training was having two sets on things or one set on something and not just giving myself three or four sets. You know, it's like Eminem, like one shot, one up. No, oh, here you go. <laughs> I feel yes. like you'd be so surprised if you will, if, you know, and I do this to clients sometimes just being like, just two sets on this. I'm like, just two sets. And I'm like, make them good sets, do them properly. If you do like like two sets, like that's it for some things. Sometimes you don't need more. And I think people psych themselves out with more sets sometimes like, oh, I've got to do four or five. And the first three is shit. Yeah. If there's like two, all right, I'm going to give them my best shot as what you Mm -hmm. said. Yeah, for sure. And the last five reps are what counts towards hypertrophy anyway. It's like until that bar pass starts slowing down and you're pushing towards failure, you know, it's it's more important to reach that. You don't need to do it five, six, seven times in a set, depending on what you're training for as well. Yeah. Sometimes we need more sets for, you know, building up and strength. But when I'm talking about sets, I mean like working sets, like these are your push At your sets. top capacity type yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a time and a place. And I agree Mm. with what you just said. Um, Again, in my instance, you know, you have your period, you feel a bit rubbish. All right. My intensity is low. My volume will be higher. Mm. Um, And then also injury, your intensity, if you're rehabbing, intensity is low and volume is higher because it's skill-based practice. But yeah, either way, again, who are you? What position are you in? Um, But the moral is just perform whatever you're doing well. And if you Mm. know that you don't have have the mental capacity or physical capacity because you're sort of just starting out to get three or four sets do two sets really well um and also you said about doubling up now some people think oh i missed this workout on monday i'm gonna do two workouts on tuesday and i've had clients do that on their own and they've said danny danny like i was really good i made up that session that i missed i did double and i'm like fuck I'm like, oh, look, well done for having that, you know. A plus for enthusiasm. Look, A plus for enthusiasm. But then what happens is, and and I say, look, maybe next time just let me know and then we can change it accordingly because then they come back to me the next day and the day after like, Danny, I'm cooked. I did too much. And it's like, all right, we'll try again next time. But, yeah, yeah, don't double up your sessions. Yeah. I've done it multiple times. Yeah. I've done multiple times. I've done done it it so much. (laughs) And you, you just know, feel worse after because you've just oh, gassed yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the same. I think you can apply the exact same thing for nutrition and training because I see it all the time. Time and I absolutely preach this to my own clients. We do not deduct calories if you eat over one day. You know, I do not pay that back. And I just think 
I don't like any instance where we feel like we need to punish ourselves to yep. get to a certain response. And that's what the training is really like we're making up mm. for it. And I, I just, from a psychological standpoint, I don't like that, what that does to people. Yeah, for sure. If you know that you're going to go to a wedding that's like, you know, going to be massive and it's going to be a weekend bender, cool, pull back a little bit during the mm. week, but not to the point you where plan you're starving. For it. Plan yep. for it. Yep. So pre-plan, um, but then, or if you get invited to something and then, yeah, it turns into a big event, you had more calories, you didn't really move much, space it out over the next couple of days. Maybe you don't even have to, but if you're stuck, like I was in Sydney traveling on the weekend and all of my meals were out actually, mm-hmm. but like they weren't, they were still very nutritious whole foods, but cause they'd been cooked from someone else. My stomach wasn't really used to it. It might've been, had a little bit more oils or it's just cook differently and by the end of the week and I'm like oh I don't feel too good so just now the next couple of days rather than um saying oh it's because I ate over my macros well no my stomach actually needs a bit of room just to reset Mm. I'll just lower my high carb days just a little bit if Mm. I woke up feeling fine awesome but because I felt a bit yuck I'm like all right I'll pull back just a touch so sort of ask yourself well why have I chosen to pull back And if you don't, all right, cool. Life goes on. Yeah. Yeah. I think the main problem that I sort of, you know, see a lot in the industry is that it comes from a place of punishment. Yeah. And I don't, I just, I do not like that because you can see the damage that it does for people when it does come from that place of like, oh, I was non-compliant. So I better take, because then they get into this place when the, they do it consistently and the calories yeah. are lower and lower. And then all of a sudden they've only got 1200 on one day. And, you know, just for me, I'm like reset new day reset let's nail it um and then even that's dangerous because then people say oh all right i'll just do this now and then it's going to be a new day yeah i'm always so not for our high achiever type not for the high achiever type but i'm I'm just trying to be mindful of every single person that would potentially listen and i'm always a little bit reluctant to speak about these things because i understand that it's so prevalent as what you've been Mm. saying so yeah for if you if you feel in control of your thoughts and your mind and your action awesome take this into account but you know i always have to stress and go back and if you do need a little bit further help someone more than sherelle and i on a podcast you know there are people that can help and i need to always say that because i know people take our advice seriously which is amazing but everyone has a different situation and we don't specialize in the mindset around food or training mm. to that level to that oh level. yeah mm. yeah absolutely and if you are someone like what danny said that struggles mentally with these sorts of things obviously two chicks on a podcast or instagram are not the place to go We're more than that no. alpha danny always chimes in doesn't she <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> i'm okay with it take the reins take um, the reins. but yeah i think it's just it's it's important to never come from a place of punishment yeah regardless if it's if it's training or nutrition mm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's common. It happens. Our mind goes to crazy places. So it is what mm. it is. Um, mm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Oh, I love this one. And I feel like so many of the women got around this point, you know, lift heavy shit, lift heavy. Sh- cool. You're going into menopause. All right. You need to lift heavier. Oh, you've got menopause. It lasts one day. Now you're postmenopausal. You need to lift yeah. even heavier. I loved that. Yeah. People think, oh, I'm having hot flushes and all of that. Well, and the stigma is, oh, gentle, be careful. Well, no, now's mm. your time to get that bone density high. Yep. Use your HIIT training, lift heavy shit, 
it makes me happy to to get to that phase of life, you know, because then we can still do what we love doing. We can do it now. We don't have to justify yeah. it. Um, you know, it sort of seems backwards to me that, you know, that that sort of high volume, like low weight stuff still really gets around in the industry. And obviously we surround ourselves with a lot of people that don't think that. So we perhaps don't see it, but it's mm. definitely still there and still a prevalent way of thinking. And I sort of think regardless if you're going through menopause or not, like regardless of what lifestyle you're in, there needs to be periods where you do focus on lifting heavy shit. There can be yeah. periods where you're doing more volume and scaling things up or working on your aerobic capacity and other sorts of Mm. things as well um but at the heart of everything we always need to be getting stronger yeah yeah there's still so many hidden like subliminal messages out there i was at kmart just before this i freaking love kmart as everyone knows and (laughs) i was walking through the weight section just to see what they have these days and they yeah well no it's actually quite good like they've got so much stuff but Mm. then this isn't just came up but in general you look at advertising on for example a one or two kilo dumbbell they're always pink or purple a lot of the time or you know they've got um yoga equipment a mat it's always a young woman and yes i understand it's marketing and you know a a big muscly dude using a yoga mat might not sell as well but it's kind of like well when are we going to start mixing how we advertise you know when are we going to have neutral colored little one kilo dumbbells because the amount of big dudes i've got doing the shoulder big three body weight without any dumbbells and they're burning sweating is ridiculous so just all these things so i think it's going to take time i mean Mm. i feel like we've broken the um 1200 calorie thing oh and that post that you made was absolutely brilliant um with all the diet oh that shit drew me eating clay the beyond (laughs) i fucking love i love but she broke my heart oh yeah yeah dr mike got on there and and backed up a few things about the digestion because there there was a few people that believe that clay bullshit was Um, it yeah, there, there's some chick who wrote a book on it. I don't know, something about the clay. What, called Eating Clay for Dummies? Oh, it's something to remove, something about removing the toxins. Like, help. And I was like, just eat fibre. Like, yeah, yeah fibre like, removes the toxins. Clay. Like, put that shit on your face and have a nice bath. Oh, like, I love a good clay face oh, mask. the best. Um, Imagine eating that. It would, like, solidify in your gut, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it graze all of your alveoli and all that? Wouldn't it? I reckon it'll cause damage in the cell. If you're eating something really hard and that can't be digested, mm. yes, it'll clear you out, but it'll clear out all the cells inside you. I Surely. don't feel like it would clear it out because that stomach bile and everything's pretty harsh, but I just feel like we do not eat clay. We are not putting this earth to eat grass even like anything like yeah just- you see your cat and dog eating grass when they want to vomit it up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cat's eating we grass again that. don't let it inside what that i was wanted my to say um about you sort of talking about the advertisements you know someone said oh, yeah. someone commented on something the other day and they said um you know what she say? strong <laughs> strong and feminine or something like that on a post and i was like hang okay. on like when is strong not feminine? Like when do you, why do you have to separate the yeah, two? Yeah, what like oh you're strong and feminine. And I'm like like of course I am. I'm both, and so is everyone else. Like they're not separate. They're uh, like do you know what I mean? Like when did strong like not be related with feminine? Yeah, and it made me think like you know I get a lot of people sort of being like like commenting on some of the facial expressions and things that I make when I train. And I, I really, you must cop a lot of shit. No, 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 not in a bad way, not in a bad way, like in a positive way. But I feel like it's because where, when you look at female in sport or training, like, what do you see? 
full face of makeup, bracing, like no strain, looking pretty mm. like in terms of advertisement. The weight. Oh, in advertisement. Oh, mate. The Imagine even selling real. a squat with our actual squat heads or deadlift Pushing heads. your gut out. Not realistic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the gut. Yeah. And it made me think it's like, why is it like on the billboards, the females look like that and the men look like that? Like the white men look, look really angry tough. and strong and sweating and women are like, we've got fake plates on the barbell like do you know what I mean like and they've just had their hair done and it's interesting it's and then I just think it's there's still so much stigma that's subconsciously merged into us it's Um, hard because you've got obviously well industries that I don't know too much about but the fashion industry and women and what beauty is and which is ever changing and all of that and it's a sensitive topic for people but yeah there are the stereotypes are ingrained and I feel like males don't really sure everyone has their own insecurities and things but it's more women really and I'm not going to turn into a feminist and all of that but um, I will because yeah you will (laughs) that's probably why I said it I'm gonna be the yin and the yang um but you know we're entitled to wear makeup at the gym if you want I know because I I've got breakouts right now because of my period again if I didn't have makeup, I'm gonna feel like shit and that's just me maybe being vain but I need a bit of I want a bit of makeup to cover that up you know yeah that's Um, totally fine I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all no Um, no I just was like more so when you look at the billboards and the magazines and the promotion of how women are still portrayed in sport. Like, Mm. and I can see why powerlifters must have a hard time initially, especially like five, 10 years ago, right? Mm. Like it's becoming more mainstream and like even bodybuilding. Do you know what I mean? Like the difference between men and women in what's expected is pretty phenomenal when it comes to the beauty component of it. Yeah, it's it's interesting, but I suppose what what can we do? Just keep talking about and allowing people to feel comfortable with whatever yeah. phase they're in. Yeah, yeah. And then if you're not happy, you're you have that power to change your lifestyle, yeah. change how you are, change your thoughts. Yeah, I think it just comes down to having more um, more tied to what you do and your training than the external stuff. Yeah. Like I think you just have to have that sort of deeper level of of like need to train and, and understand why we do it. Like, mm. you know, of course, we all want to look better naked. Like it, we love training and we love the physical side of, of how it can shape our body as well. But, you know, it's also about recognizing what it does for our self-worth and our confidence and how it really does bleed into the other areas of our life. Yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm the happiest within myself now compared to being on stage because oh, yeah. my life is fulfilled in a way that's not just based on how I look and, and you know what it's like. We have no energy towards the end of a prep and we can't enjoy beautiful meals out with our friends, mm. family, partner and all of that. So um, there's so much more to life, but I feel like we had to reach that point to realise oh, what yeah. it actually is like and then we pull back a little bit. Um, yeah. But then I also didn't like being my heaviest in lockdown because that was a whole nother lifestyle thing. So as you go on this journey longer and explore different body types and phases that you're in, you'll kind of find your own happy medium um, mm. and then recognize, hang on, it, there's more to life uh, than how I look. It is about relationships. It's about having a job. It's about being fulfilled in other ways. So, mm. yeah, it's not always about the abs and the six pack. No, yeah, absolutely not. And like what you said, sometimes you got to go through your own journey to be able to truly understand and appreciate and value what that actually means in your life. 
Yeah. And for those of you who didn't listen to last week's episode, um, we kind of had a recap slash tangent version of it, but I would recommend it and and share it with people Mm. who want a scientifically backed, oh God, scientifically backed, that might be a thing now, backed by science um, from Dr. Stacey Sims. So definitely have a listen to it. Um, Mm. And I hope you enjoyed our episode today. We were going to do Q&A, but I think we might save it for next time. Yeah, absolutely. It's a nice little banter. And um, <laughs> as Danny said, like, oh, it's one of my favourite episodes. I have to say it. I still can't wipe the smile off it. I was like, Danny, we just, I'm um, not Danny, sorry. I was like to Luke, we just had Stacey Sims on the podcast. Can yeah. you believe it? Like, and it's it's cool, right, Danny? Like sometimes I'm like, oh, just take a breath. Like mm. we get some incredible people on here and um, internally humbleized and, and grateful for the opportunities that the podcast can bring everyone. Um, mm. We love sharing it. Yeah, it's always a good mm. time, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we hope um, you guys enjoyed this little recap of, you know, the podcast we did last week, which was Women Are Not Small Men with Stacey Sims. Um, So do head over and check out that last podcast. You know, we've got some incredible feedback. Um, And if you do enjoy the podcast as well, you know, um, drop down below on the podcast app and leave us a review. I think it's been a few weeks since we've had one. So we would love to hear from everyone. We get a Um, lot of awesome screenshots, which I love. And sorry if we don't reshare all of them because some days my feed would just be of that so yeah. and we try and get back to all of them but please don't stop doing them we love them but yes. a review on apple Podcasts would be awesome because then you know more people worldwide gets to hear us yep yep absolutely and uh just as danny said we do appreciate your support so much mm. it helps this show keep growing which helps us um produce more episodes and put more time and energy into uh doing this because we love it so mm. Thanks again, guys. Um, And please do, of course, take a screenshot, (laughs) tag myself, tag Danielle and tag the Level Up podcast.